So, Krishna is talking in the 14th chapter about the three modes of material nature. So, what are those modes? Passion and ignorance. Notice we always start out with goodness. You never hear anybody say passion, ignorance, and goodness, or ignorance, passion, goodness. You know, it's always goodness, passion, and ignorance. Why is that? Why do you think? It's a natural thing. You do this and you don't know why, but there's a reason why your mind does that. Is the best of the three? Start out with the easiest. And it's the way that we also descend. It's the dissension of the soul. The soul doesn't come from uh, Aloka Vrindavan, from Krishna's association, straight into ignorance. The, the fall lands first in, uh, in goodness. Okay, then there's some agitation from uh, passion, and then that pulls us on into ignorance. So Krishna so, uh, so sweetly describes the operation of these modes. And one thing that we need to uh, gather from this chapter is that it is these modes that are at work. And when you get in one of those work modes, you are manipulated by that mode. You have to be, you have to perform the activities of the mode of passion to remain in the mode of passion. So that as, as you're in that mode, you're pretty much forced to act. And in the mode of ignorance, same thing. You know, when you stop uh, adhering to the forces of ignorance, what happens? You ascend into passion and then perhaps into goodness. So uh, while you're there, you uh, are pretty much their prisoner. You are, you're in that flow. It's like when you fall into uh, a river. Not the rivers like we have here in Tucson, you know, the ones that are empty most of the time. <laughs> it's like the joke, what do you do if you drop your phone in a river in Arizona? Well, you just pick it up, dust it off, it'll be okay. <laughs> you can tell when you get to Texas, all of a sudden the rivers have water in them. You know, as you're traveling and you get to Texas, wow, look at that. Water. It's just like, and it's always 24, 7, 365. Uh, so let's start out. And stop me at any time with questions, comments, or criticisms. So Krishna starts talking. Shri Bhagavan Uvacha Parambuyaha Pravakshami Gyananam Gyanam Uttamam Yajgatwa Munayaha Sarve Paramsidhim Itogataha Krishna says, the Supreme Personality of Godhead said, again, I shall declare to you the supreme wisdom 
the best of all knowledge, knowing which all the sages have attained the supreme perfection. So Krishna starts out saying, I'm going to give you the supreme wisdom. Now, other places in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, I'm going to give you this knowledge after receiving which nothing more is there to, to have, to learn. There is nothing more, you see. So I may say, but I, w I want to get more knowledge from some uh, college. So Krishna says that's, that's going to be inferior to what we're getting here. Although it may help you uh, pay the bills, pay the rent, and put chapatis and sabji on the table, you see. It could do that. And if you desire even a bigger stack of chapatis and more vegetables, then you might get to higher education and work harder. But Krishna starts out by saying, uh, I shall declare to you this supreme wisdom, the best of all knowledge, knowing which all of the sages have attained the supreme perfection. So meditate on what Krishna is saying here. Uh, if you are motivated, uh, excuse me, uh, motivated to have the supreme wisdom and achieve the supreme destination, then right here is what you need to be thinking about. You see, and whatever we else we have to do to uh, maintain body and soul, then that's secondary. You see, and and it shouldn't be like we start to worship it or we become very proud, you know, I'm a, I'm a great whatever, uh, I'm, the, I'm the best real estate salesperson. <laughs> and you start to identify. People do that, they go to parties and they meet people, you know. Hi, Bob Smith, I'm with, an, what is it, Antigua? Antigua, <laughs> Antigua Realty. Here's my card. <laughs> so you identify with what you do. Okay. So now, what mode would, would this person be in? Passion. Passion. I want you to know. Oh, insurance people are like that. Hi, Bob Smith, Prudential Insurance. Here's my card. <laughs> you know. So... Or I'm an attorney, if you ever need anybody, an accountant. Yeah. So people start to identify with uh, uh, their profession. So this causes a big problem late in life when people retire. So you may have been the big home run hitter at Antigua. Is that, am I saying it right? You might have been the one, the man. <clears throat> but then you get so old, now you got to hang it up. So now the next day after you stop and you're retired, you're not number one anymore, are you? What just happened to your identity? Hi, Bob Smith. <laughs> I'm retiring. But I used to be. <laughs> and I was good. You see what I mean? So... <clears throat> So statistically, people who identify with their uh, profession when they retire, their lifespan is very short. I just lost my identity. Now I'm just a guy that 
I go to the park and, and then I go feed the ducks and then maybe I'll go shopping. Then I'll go watch I Love Lucy. Is I Love Lucy on anymore? No, I don't think so. It was on for like, I don't know how many years. It's like a, that was like 10,000 channels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it must be somewhere. Yeah. It's probably in India. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like new over there, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or in Japan. I rob Rusi. Uh. You know. <laughs> so, you can see Krishna is, is, uh, is telling me right away, I want you to know I want you to know the importance of what I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you, really, all that you need to know for you, the soul. Now, for you and that body that you're dragging around, you may need some other stuff, you know, to put your kids through college or to do uh, things that you desire. So that means you're going to have to... <clears throat> You're going to have to once in a while get in the mode of passion, aren't you? You're not going to be able to stay in pure goodness or in mode of goodness. A sales guy that's in the mode of goodness finishes last. You're in the mode of passion. You've got to want it. You see, you got to want it. you got to know you can get it. You see what I mean? you got to get creative. you got to be quick. So you have to be, and you have to have that desire. Otherwise, you would say, "Well, I think this is a really cool place, and I mean, you can buy it if you like it." Call me if you want it. Bye. Have a nice life. You know. Well, so I mean, actually, people um, typically they buy from people who are so impressed and so really sincere about their product, you know, that passion, that's what turns them on. No, not that you'd be overly like a used car salesman where they're just hammering you, but someone who can really connect that uh, I'm good at what I do, I know my, my stuff, and I'm really looking out for you. I am really looking for people like that. That's the secret to success in marketing. So, now in the next verse, Krishna says, idam jnanam upashvitya mama sadharmyam I can't see well today. Sadharmyam agata sarge pi no pajayate alaye na vyatani cha Krishna says here, by becoming fixed in this knowledge, one can attain the transcendental nature like my own. What? Thus established, one is not born at the time of creation or disturbed at the time of dissolution. So at, at, the, at the next creation, when this world is dissolved and destroyed, doesn't disturb you because you're not part of it. You're gone. And when it's recreated, it doesn't involve you. You see? Well, this is huge knowledge, isn't it? 
you can't get that from being, being the best car salesman, you know, or the best lawyer. You can't. You still got to deal with it, don't you? So, and then, and another thing, at the time of death, all that money that you accumulated, uh, you got to leave, and then your descendants will fight over it. If there's enough, then the lawsuits will be bigger. You know, mm -hmm. even if there's just a little bit, they'll try to steal it from each other. That is a fact. So, be, by becoming fixed in this knowledge, one can attain the transcendental nature like my own. Whoa. Boy, Krishna, when he speaks, these this is multitudes that he's saying here. You get a nature like mine if you know this. You can get, you can attain a nature like my own. So, uh, in other words, you can realize that you are part and parcel of the Supreme. You see, you are part of him. But you realize it through this knowledge. It's already yours. <laughs> it already belongs to you. But you don't know it. You think I've got to I've got to get in the mode of passion to make a living. What typically happens is in the mode of goodness, we start to think, I need to do better. You know, I need to stack my chapatis higher. I need a better car. Or we need this or we need that, and blah, blah, blah. So uh, I I'm, I'm slipping into the mode of passion, so I will work hard. I'll go back to school. I'll do this and I'll do that. So then that multiplies. I work harder and harder and harder. Uh, it's, not, um, it's not that you go out and you become successful in the world and it's just magic. You've got that forever. No, let me tell you. No, at least in the industries that I've observed, if you get, uh, you got to fight to get successful, and you've got to really fight to keep it. Because other people want what you have. Your competitors want your business. And they're just a, a breath or two behind you. And you, you, you slack up, and they're going to gobble you up. That's just the nature of so you've got to get into this mode of passion and you've got to push it. Go, go, go. What happens to uh, the unrealized souls is that the exhaustion at the end of the day, or for some people towards the end of the day, or for, for some people by lunch, I need some relief in the form of some intoxication. You know? I'm pushing myself, I'm banging my head against the wall, and I don't know. That's exhausting. So I need, I'm not very happy with this. I need happy hour. <laughs> so, and for many people in business, it's successful, and they're struggling to maintain their success. And they, 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 you've all probably heard of the three martini lunch. You know? So, I need it. <laughs> I can't wait a happy hour. I need it for I need a happy lunch, you know, for me to go through this, this pressure, this mode of passion. So uh, we we get exhausted in the mode of passion. 
and then we seek we seek the mode of ignorance. I need to dull my senses. I need to slow it down. You see, I need to tap the brakes. I deserve this. So, any questions so far? Mm. I was, it was reminding me of how the, the, the people of Japan, uh, they're just pushing themselves so much that they're just like collapsing, almost like dying of, of exhaustion. Yeah. And it's, like, I mean, it's all over the world, but like, the East has been influenced and they're just pushing so hard, even more than we are now. Yeah, Chinese as well. Jap Japanese are known for that. They push their students to get pattern that's just like the end of your life if you don't get accepted to the right school you can't keep your grade level up you know it's just like horrible so even before you get out into the professional world this passion is placed on you all all the way through school even in grade school you know so uh I'm sure they drink a lot of sake over there, or whatever. <laughs> you know, so yeah, in, in many places in the world, it's worse than, than, than uh, America. <laughs> One problem is they're trying to be like us. They want to be like America. You know, they want to emulate. Okay, I'm going to go to, let's go to five. Yeah, okay. Satvam rajas tama iti gunaha prakriti sambhavaha nibad nanti mahabaho. Does anybody know what mahabaho means when Krishna calls Arjuna mahabaho? Great one. Mighty armed one. Isn't that sweet? Oh, mighty armed one. My my general. Oh, great warrior. You know? Dehi dehinam avyaya. Krishna is saying here, material nature consists of three modes. Goodness, passion, and ignorance. Krishna does it. He does it in the purport and in the transliteration. Transliteration. Krishna says, goodness, passion, ignorance. You never see anybody, uh, any of them, jumble it up. Krishna never jumbles it like that. Uh, he says here, material nature consists of three modes, goodness, passion, and ignorance. When the eternal living entity comes in contact with nature, O mighty armed Arjuna, he becomes conditioned by these modes. You become conditioned. You, when you come in contact with the material nature, uh, it starts to influence and control you. Now, uh, we have Krishna saying, if you transcend these modes, you have a nature like my own. So 
therein is the difference between you, the soul, the jivatma, and God. You see, when Krishna comes in contact with the three modes, <coughs> they come from him, but he doesn't become affected. You see, we, on the other hand, when we are uh, introduced to the modes, we become under their control. So, <clears throat> very important verse here. Uh, you become conditioned by these modes. And you, you, the modes will kind of catch you and hold you. Uh, like I said, if you get in the mode of passion and you become successful, you have to stay there to maintain your position. You see? If you get in the mode of ignorance, how easy is it to get out of the mode of ignorance? People that are into intoxication, it's very difficult, you see. You have inertia, which is one of the symptoms of uh, intoxication. Inertia is two things. The propensity for something at rest to stay at rest. But it also means something that's in motion to for the propensity to stay in motion, you see. Otherwise, the satellites wouldn't keep going around and you see, with the effect of gravity, you can put your car in neutral. If you're doing 90 and you put your car in neutral on level ground, it'll start to slow down because there's resistance from the road and gravity. But you take away the influence of gravity, uh, like the, the satellite, there's a, the engine burns when it's away from the atmosphere. And it just, you turn the engine off and it just goes. Inertia keeps it going. But, uh, that's not like the inertia that Prabhupada talks about here that Krishna is mentioning. Uh, this inertia, you get still in the mode of ignorance. And you have a tendency to stay there. So I don't know if any of you have had any experience with people who are uh, grossly you know, in intoxication. You know. Remember the hippie days? You go over to somebody's house, the dishes are all dirty, sink is full of dishes, the ashtrays haven't been emptied in, I don't know, maybe a year. <laughs> they can never find the remote control. Uh, you know, it's just, and, uh, yeah, 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 I wasn't, I wasn't going to do that, but uh, let's roll one right now. Yeah. You know, so that's inertia. Let's just, and yeah, I'm going to clean my life up. I'm going to go out there and, and I'm going to do this. But the reason why I don't is because the rich people are holding me back. You know, did you bring any wine with you? What is that wine the hippies used to drink? Boone's Farm. Yes, Boone's Farm. Apple wine and strawberry wine. Did you bring any Boone's Farm? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And let's talk about it. Because <laughs> I need a reason uh, to reassure myself that I'm bona fide in my feeling badly and staying in this mode of ignorance because she's picking on me and this guy and the government. And 
Meanwhile, the guy in the mode of passion who doesn't really have any more talent or any more education, many of these people we're talking about are highly educated, right? You know, they get out of college, good grades, and oh, they're laying down watching. Typically what they used to do is, is uh, turn the television on, turn the sound down, and put on the Led Zeppelin or something. Psychedelic. Yeah. <laughs> Close all the curtains and burn some candles. And <laughs> you can see that you can see the 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 atmosphere, the mode of ignorance. It's it's not clean. It's not. <laughs> so. Uh, Yeah, they're they're actually they're seeking darkness, you know, and uh, they're seeking comfort, but they never seem to get it. Their minds are agitated. They're not. They're agitated. It's always somebody else's fault that I'm in this situation. Okay. Text six. Tatrasatvam nirmalatvat. Prakasakam anamayam sukam sangena banati jnana sangena chanaga. Krishna says, O sinless one, the mode of goodness being purer than the others is illuminating, and it frees one from all sinful reactions. Those situated in that mode become conditioned uh, by a sense of happiness and knowledge. So you can notice people that are in the mode of goodness are happier. They may have the same difficulties in their life as the people in the mode of ignorance. The guy in the mode of ignorance doesn't have enough money for his intoxication. The guy in the mode of goodness, he doesn't really have enough money, but he, he's struggling. Uh, in the mode of goodness, you know what? Things will get better. Things will be better. I'll work hard. God will help. You see. So, look what we have now. So there is this magic word that we talk about from time to time, but probably not enough. Gratitude. I'm grateful. You see. Now you may think I'd be even more grateful if I had another ten grand a year, or an extra thousand a month. So then I could get a BMW and give my car to my wife and we could move into a bigger house. So now I'm sliding into the mode of passion, see? I'm grateful however I want, see? So the people in the mode of ignorance are not usually so grateful, you know? They want more too, like in the mode of passion, they want more. So people in a mode of ignorance, they want more. But I'm not going to go out there today and do it right now. I'm just going to kick it back. And it makes them feel a little guilty so that I have to have some reason. So it's somebody's fault. Not my own karma. No, it's not my own karma. And the person who's doing well, it ain't their karma. It's because they're cheating. You see, so in other words, I may talk about karma, but when it applies to my situation, I don't think about karma, you know. 
somebody's fault that I'm in this situation. And yeah, he's doing better, but it, it, he's cheating and he's got some special thing behind him, you know. So we forget about karma. Somebody's getting wealthy. Do you think karma might have a little bit to do with that? How much do you think it has to do with it? Somebody's wealthy. Everything. <laughs> you know? I mean, if you've got karma, you've got the right karma, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to cheat anybody. You don't have to steal anything. You just take your birth into a wealthy family. Yeah. You know, it's funny is that these guys who have like big karma, and they do all these wealth building seminars and things, and the people that go take them, they don't have good karma. And so they take all these wealth tips and everything, but they can't do it because even if they try, they can't do it because they don't have the karma. But see, that rich guy's karma is that he can convince you that you'll be like him if you do some of these things, and, and, it, and these things will probably help you a little bit, mm -hmm. but make you rich. What's your karma? If we just had a karma check, you know, you'd like if you go to a palmist and the palmist can read your hand. You know, that's a bona fide science. If you find somebody who's very good at that, they can actually get some pretty good idea. You know, so uh, what if you had somebody who could read your karma? What if Tony Robbins could actually read your karma and see? So let me see your hand. Nah, nah, ain't gonna work for you. Get out of here. Uh, let me see you. Okay, yeah, it could work for you. And you wouldn't be as wealthy. Yeah, but see, he's not really trying to help everybody. He's trying to get your money. Does that make him a bad guy? No, he's in the mode of passion. And he's got the karma that he can convince you that this is going to turn your life around, you know? But, um, say like from previous lives going into this life, like we're coming, we're bringing our karma, our karma, and there's there's things in our life that are like predestined yeah. because of our previous activities. But say like with, like with, like say like there's these people that, you know, they have good, the wealthy people, you know, they're showing you the process and what if like, you know, you start making all these choices, you know, you start making all these good decisions, good choices, and then it leads you to be rich. Is that from, is that because of your choices or because of your past? I don't know, I don't know if I'm doing it. The karma but it's, it's, gives it's you the, some, connected? the karma is there. You're going with the flow of wealth. Mm -hmm. And along with part of that karma is being able to make these decisions. So like Bill Gates, you notice a lot of these guys that become mega rich, they start out in a garage. Start out in a garage. Yeah. They didn't have rich parents. They started out in a garage. So they had the karma to, to get and the brain to develop this and the karma to know how to push it forward and the karma to meet people that they can use their energy to help them get, you know, so yeah, that's it's it's karma based. So 
They can be. They can be. You could you could have the wisdom to make these profit. Part of your karma to be wealthy, you could have some wisdom. Or maybe it's just common sense. You have common sense. And you can decide, I think I'll do that instead of this. Now, maybe you're not any smarter than anybody else, but you've got common sense. You can figure out what to do. And then that karma is there to push you along, you see. Because through your choices, your, your karma can change. Your karma can change. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it changes sometimes because you've got enough karma to get you started off in a wealthy situation, but then it runs out and you find yourself in a destitute situation. Or you may start out in a very impoverished situation. When that karma is exhausted, then you may all of a sudden access some karma that you also had that makes you successful. You see? Like, like, like say, like the Krishna consciousness, this is our, because of our previous activities led us to this point, so this is our karma to come to this place and... Um, Mostly, no. 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 Mostly, it's the mercy of the devotees. I was going to say, that's just like Krishna's mercy. This is the mercy of the devotees. What did I have? What was my karma? You know? oh, yeah, so it's it's coming over from other lives because of all the things that we some activities. I, I might have done something. We may look at it like this. I might have done something in my previous life that made Krishna think. I think that you're sincere. You know, I think you're a candidate. So I need to introduce you to my devotees. By them, by their mercy, they'll give you me. You see, you still have free will and you can refuse it. But you have that Krishna gives you the karma to meet those devotees. Yeah. You see, he gives you and makes the arrangements basically out of Krishna's mercy and the mercy of the devotees. Basically. It's like the rabbi. It's yeah. like I think about how many rabbis come to Krishna. Yeah. <laughs> how many rabbis join yeah. And want to be right. initiated. Exactly. In a, in, you know? I mean, that's extremely rare. Yeah. Extremely rare. Especially one who's really fixed. And there was something festering for a long time in his life. Uh, become expert in Torah. Expert in the Jewish philosophy. But still wondering what is... What am I missing? What were you referring to? Ah, uh, I don't want to mention any oh. names. There's somebody who's a devotee now. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's still a rabbi. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then he comes in contact. So Krishna says, all right, I'm going to hook you up with my devotee. And then he says, this is what I've been looking for. So... Everything that I've learned about God up until now has brought me to this point that I can go further. That doesn't mean he kicks away what he has. You know, only Hamsa Balaram did to stop being a priest because he became my disciple. 
I became a better priest. You know. So yeah, so karma. Karma, but something in your heart, Krishna can say, I'm gonna give you some karma. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the best karma. I'm gonna send I'm gonna put you, I'm gonna hook you up with my devotee. And then let's see what how sincere you are. What will you do now? You know? The choice is still yours. And if that doesn't work, if you reject, that's okay. I'll send another one. Yeah. Um, so I'll just use myself as an example. Let's say after I, I die, I don't get to go back to Krishna and I'm reborn. Will my, um, I mean, I take another body, a human form. Will my um, experience with Krishna consciousness in this life be helpful for coming to it sooner? No, you got to go, you gotta go all one? the way back to the one cell amoeba and work all the way back. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the thought of you dying doesn't, that's not so, oh God, I don't want to hear about Michelle dying. No. But if, God forbid, that you did, uh, that means he's, go he's going to give you a situation where you start off exactly where you are right this minute. You don't lose anything. No, if you're born in a Brahmin family, you know, trained from birth, you don't lose anything. If anything, Krishna may amp it up a little bit, depending on your sincerity. And it could all be his mercy. I'm going to give you a whole thing to where you can become uh, a great, my great crusader. Some great guru. So I'm going to terminate you here, and I'm going to start you over here in this environment, so that by the time that you're still young, twenty something like that, you're potent. You see, we don't know. We don't know what Krishna's plan is, but that kind of sounds like his thinking, doesn't it? So you know, you never lose anything. You're never. You'll never lose what you have right now. Um, since we have like we have free will, you know, we have choice, right? Like depending on the choices we, we do choose, it's like like Krishna knows like um like the, he knows the future. So like but things that are gonna happen in the future are 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 being determined by our choices and then Krishna it's like kind of like the butterfly effect yeah so like we can say like say he places these situations like say he places a devotee like he, he gives us like you know he's sending say like he sends his devotee and the devotee has a book and in that moment we have a choice to taking the book and reading or or we have him in that moment we can turn away from the guy, and right. like, you know. But then or if, if we, we took could the even, book, and if we didn't take the book, that's a whole nother. Right. Whole or nother even if you series. took the book and decided, mm -hmm. I, I still don't want to act on this. So he's, he's doing feeling. things, like Krishna's doing things. He's, you know, he's, like you were saying, he's like, place, you know, he's giving his mercy in different ways. But right. It's all up to us right. if we want to take it or not. 
Yeah. You know, and he's giving us, he's testing us. And if, and if you can get a little bit of sincerity, then Krishna sees an opportunity to make it easy for you. Let me send you devotee. Let me send you some special mercy. This is like sometimes at Rathyatra we are handing out prasadam off the cart, you know. And I've seen like homeless people, winos, they get a piece of this maha prasadam and they take it. And like, wow, you can see this look come over their face. Like, ah. Hey, you got any more of that, man? <laughs> oh, that was good. What was that? You know, oh, here, take a few more. You know, so all of a sudden, their um, their future changed. Their whole future changed. Now they may never do anything in this life, but they get that maha prasadam. So they start out as a as a uh, human being next lifetime. In a mode of goodness, they get this great chance, you know. So Krishna has this way of preparing the path for you. If you have the right of refusal constantly, you can say no. Like a lot of people do. They get close and they start to tap the brake. Because I don't know if I'm finished with my material desires. Why? I wanted to be, become the number one salesman. I wanted to become the greatest professor or whatever. I haven't. I wanted to become uh, famous. You know. I wanted, I want, I want. And I, and I feel that if I follow this, I'm going to be neglecting those desires. And so I'm going to tap the brake. I see it there, and I want it, but not right now. I'm still attached. Mm -hmm. So the attachments, breaking those attachments, the anartas, is part of chanting Hare Krishna and devotional service. But it's, it's a part of realizing that. It's a part of making wrong choices. Like making, like Krishna's there, and you know, it's like you got to make, sometimes you have to, you have to experience that. You have to, like Krishna lets us experience that suffering so we can understand. Yeah. Like that's, that's. Which is a good under, right? understanding. It's not that he's mean and nasty, no, so he punishes letting, you. He'll let your previous karma give you suffering. Whereas if you take to Krishna consciousness, he takes the suffering and moves it aside. But if you say, no, I think I'm going to go chase my, my dream, then he may say, all right, then I'm going to let karma that you have, I'm going to let it happen. You have to, typically, it's through suffering, unfortunately. It's not through good sense, you know, IQ, education. It's not through that. It's because I'm so sick and tired of this material world. And I'm starting to see the man behind the curtain. I'm starting to see that, wait a minute, this, is, this isn't what it seems like. 
And I want it. I want a way out. Krishna says, ah, okay. I can arrange that. <laughs> Krishna, no. Get over there and give him a book. <laughs> so, so like he's sense. waiting for us to be like really exhausted with everything. And, oh. and that's where he's... Is he ever he's waiting, waiting. For to just eject that mercy? He's everybody. watching you, your every move, and analyzing yes. your every wow. thought, waiting for that <laughs> opportunity. And he's not going to remove your free will, but that's my super soul. He doesn't leave you. He's just watching us. And then he'll, soon as as the time is right, Krishna says, "Aha! Time to strike." Let me introduce, let me send my devotee. I'll give you some mercy. And you can say, no, no, that's okay. Thank you, but no. But he's waiting. He's just, he's cocked and locked. He's ready to fire. Krishna's always ready to throw down. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay now. Bam. It's not like Krishna's like... Uh, go away, I'm busy enjoying the Radharani and the Gopis. <laughs> oh, you're boring me. And so you're having a good thought. Okay, maybe it'll come back. Oh. Who lets this rabble in here anyway? Krishna never says, I wonder what the little people are doing. <laughs> you know? He's there with you. He's focused. He is so focused. He wants this over as soon as possible. I want you back in your conscience. I want you back in my arms. I want it back the way it was. So you have some power over this God, don't you? Because you have the right to reject him even though he really doesn't want that. He really doesn't want it. But I can't remove your free will, otherwise I remove your uh, your love. Then you just become my prisoner. Of some robot. That's cheap. Krishna doesn't take cheap love. He wants you to want him. You want him, and man, he's ready to go. And as long as you want other things, you'll see that you get them. No problem. Okay. Yes. So, so does this super soul also help sometimes in making the right choices or influencing our decision to make the choice? He will influence, yeah. May have some influence, yeah. He give you intelligence that you need. Let's see but never by removing free will. It goes with you. If you, if you need um, faith, then Krishna gives you faith. Even if you need faith to be an atheist, here's your faith. You need faith in Krishna, here's your faith. Where else would it come from? You know, so he's ready. He's ready to go. Okay. I'm going too slow, aren't I? No? Okay.
Tatrasatvam Nimala Tvat Prakasakam Anamayam Sukasam Gena Badnati Jnana Sangena Chanaga O sinless one, the mode of goodness being purer than the others is illuminating and it frees one from all sinful reactions. Those situated in that mode become conditioned by a sense of happiness and knowledge. And I just read that one, didn't I? Mm -hmm. Okay. Why didn't you tell me about a sundry? I can't count on you for Sheesh. You can't get good help anymore. <laughs> Text 7. Rajo Ragat Makam Vidhi Krishna Sangha Samud Babam Tanibana Tikonteya Karma Sangena Dehina. Krishna says the mode of passion is born of unlimited desires and longings, O son of Kunti. And because of this, the embodied living entity is bound to material, fruitive actions. You're bound. You're caught up in it. If you want it, you got to work hard to get it. And when you get it, you got to work hard to keep it. So you're bound by it endless desires. One desire leads to another. It's not, and there is the illusion that if I get success, I'm home free. No. It's not like that. You know? Um, it's like, uh, I know many people who are software engineers. Most of the Indian friends I have are software engineers. So many of them. And they have to stay up on the latest thing. You fall behind and your boss is going to have a new guy in there. You see? You've got to stay on top of it. And this is just software development. It's not out, out there selling. But you've got to... If you're an attorney, you've got to stay up on the law. Doctor, you got to stay up on medicine. What if you want to make money to go to India with your guru? Well, that's mode of goodness. <laughs> but you can, and, and this is a, this is an interesting question. Can the devotee use the mode of passion? Yes. Yeah. It's, that's, that's exactly. That's exactly what Krishna is wanting Arjuna to do. Get into the mode of passion. Pick up your bow. Kill them. <laughs> Don't go out there like, hey guys, it's me, Arjuna. <laughs> Let's have a little duel. No, you go annihilate the enemy. <laughs> you see? Bam. Get out there. But so the devotee can borrow the mode of passion to do his service because he always knows I'm doing this to serve Guru and Krishna. So I may need some passion. What about mode of ignorance? 
can the devotee use the mode of ignorance? I'm not sure. Yeah. You need to sleep. You need to sleep. That's mode of ignorance. You need to sleep. Yeah. So much focusing on the on the body gets you in that mode. You know. I need it. Yeah, sleep. Too much focus on keeping keeping this thing, this body, some way that we want to. Too much. Then it gets you. So we can use that mode of ignorance to charge our batteries, to stay healthy. Go out, get in the mode of passion, make the money, get in the mode of pure goodness, and go to India with your guru. <laughs> <laughs> and even there you're in the Dom, you're in Vrindavan, the holy the holy uh, Dom, then you're in, in, in pure goodness. But if you're going to do something, tell me if I'm wrong, if you're going to do something in India that involves a crowd, you got to get in the mode of passion, don't you? <laughs> Otherwise they'll cut in front of you. I want to take Darshan of the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take our dinner to the deities. No, I'm going to take our dinner to the deities. I want to give that. I'm going to be a hero to the mobile phones and wallet. I'm going to give that. I have a tendency to be a bully when I'm in India and the crowd won't let me to see the deities. I'm bigger than they are, so I just. <laughs> oh. Oh. Get up there. <laughs> Picking on people who have smaller bodies. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> but I don't, I don't regret it. <laughs> They fight for the Maha flower like wedding bouquets. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> they fight for the flame. <laughs> when they pass the flame. Yeah, yeah. You know, in, in the West, after the Pajari finishes offering the flame to the deity, yeah. then someone takes it calmly and politely, takes it and offers it to Prabhupada. Right. In India, as soon as it comes off the altar, they're leaving! <laughs> 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 20 guys. Ah! That's passion and goodness, right? Yeah. Obviously. So it doesn't go to Prabhupada first. I mean, you know, there's just no way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Unless the temple is empty. Mm, then it goes, yeah. And I've seen people try to hold it way up, but they'll leap. <laughs> <laughs> They're eager. You know? It's not like... I wonder what the thing this thing is with the flames. No, they know. That's Krishna's mercy. That's prasadam. I want it. So, isn't it? Isn't it like that? I'm not sure about because I have not been to any ISKCON temple in India. So yeah. But yeah, definitely. Yeah. You yeah, just have to. Be there, yeah. You just have to. You know. <laughs> so you have to get in the mode of passion to to get the key lamp. Tamas Twan Twajan Mam Vidhi 
Mohanam Sarvadehinam Pramad Dalasya Nidra Nidra I could see better earlier today. Tan Niban Nibada Nati Bharata. Krishna says, O son of Bharata, know that the mode of darkness born of ignorance is the is the delusion of all embodied living entities. This results in the uh, the results of this mode are madness, indolence, and sleep, which bind the conditioned soul. Now we're talking about too much sleep. You can get into some people get into too much sleep. What does indolence mean? Uh, indolence. Uh, oh, I can't think. Oh, okay. You guys Google it. What do you think, Michelle? Do you know what indolence means? I do, but I can't. I think it is related to laziness because alas or something. Lazy, yeah, yeah. Laziness. Yeah, laziness. Oh, yeah. Avoidance of activities or exertion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Prabhupada uses inertia. Just wanting to sit, stay still. So. Uh, the results are madness. Now, is Krishna talking about madness like a deranged killer? No, he's talking about like mentally. Uh, Believing that which is not actually is. That's madness. Or another definition of insanity, madness, is continually doing the same thing, expecting a different result. Mm -hmm. So now this can apply when you get a little bit of higher spiritual knowledge. You can look and see that applies to lots of people. They believe that what is not actually is. So that's illusion. They're in a, that's madness. They think they're their body. That's a form of madness. Because you're not. You think you're something. That's like, you know, if you believe that you're Napoleon, you may wind up in some institute. If you think, you know, I mean. So, yeah, uh, madness. So most of the world is, is under some form of madness. So in a world of mad people, when someone who has some clear vision walks among them, to them, he seems like a madman. You see, they could easily say, oh, you're crazy. What a nutcase. Gee. Because you don't share the illusion that I, sh that I have, then there's got to be something, you've got to be off. Because I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm smart. And it doesn't matter what your uh, education is. You can still be a madman. And these, these bind the conditioned soul. Again, Krishna is saying, you're bound. You're caught. You're in that mode and you're not going anywhere. You know, Unless you get some karmic boost or something, how do you get out of that mode? How can you get out if you're bound? That's just Krishna's mercy, though. 
It's just his mercy, and you may have some karma. And you might get a hold of a brain or two, a brain cell, to think, I need to stop this. You know, I need to do something different. Make it all fast. Yeah. Typically, people um, in intoxication, typically, they don't quit. You see, it goes on and on and on. Doesn't, doesn't a lot of people wind up in the animal form in their next life? Yeah. They stay in the yeah, he's going to cover that. If you quit your body in the mode of ignorance, then you take body in an animal form or in a, in a lower planet. Now, that's not a punishment as we're taught. Like, we go to hell. No. It's where you want to be. You want an environment like that, darker, doesn't require any any real work. You see, it, foods in the mode of darkness are plentiful, and you can be in your mode of darkness. So you get what you want. It's very dangerous. These wants and desires that we have are extremely dangerous. Guru, there, there's there's um quote-unquote hellish planets that are like opulent. In other words, that they're just like, they're everything that people want, but they're still considered hellish planets, right? I think I heard about them somewhere. Yeah, somewhat. This yeah. is interesting, yeah. because typically you associate hellish planets with a hellish condition. But there's these planets, these planets have like all these things that... Well, these how, comforts, basically. How, heaven, how hellish is are the, the higher planets. Oh, because you can forget Krishna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, yeah. Yeah. So in when that sense... Yeah. When, when you're in an atmosphere where everyone has a very beautiful, fit body, mm -hmm. and there's um, more than adequate supply of sex life, and they even have intoxication. Mm -hmm. Great intoxication, so much pleasure and feasting. There's no disease. There's no old age. Until six months before you die, you get old. So for maybe 100,000 years or longer, you've got this. And there are people who are trying to get there. They want to go to heaven. Because mm -hmm. it's nice. It's good. I can enjoy there. You, you, you made... Um, you once you once uh, told me that in these heavenly planets, we have the opportunity to continue to go beyond that and, and rise above that. But because it is so opulent, and because the the opportunity for sense gratification is heightened, it's almost as if we will. It's more than likely that we'll just say, "Hey, Krishna, you know, maybe we're, later." Or, we're we're mesmerized, right? So Things are really good. Right. So we're not thinking. So we say, hey, well, yeah. we, you know, you gave the example of like taking a rain check or something. Like yeah. That. It's just, oh, it's way too good there. Right. And you have uh, a positive karmic bank account. It's called punya. Mm -hmm. So you go to the heavenly planets and you have this amount of punya. When that punya is exhausted, you go right back where you came from. Just like you check into a five-star hotel and you lay down your credit card 
And so do you go and enjoy and enjoy room service. And, <laughs> and that, and that. When you hit that credit limit on that credit card, they come knock on the door. Excuse me, sir. It's checkout time. And you got to go back where you came from. <clears throat> so you have this punya. And you've done pious things, you see. And then you gain this pious atmosphere, but it has its limit because you're you exhaust your credit limit. Would you would you say you're the death death is the biggest wake up call? Yeah, or the re, the re, hopefully the realization of the potential of death, if I'm sober, mm. will give me a wake up call. I need to do something before that happens. I don't know when it's going to happen. Because you see, like, you see, like, you know, there's uh, some people, <clears throat> like, when they're, like, when they come face to face with death, it's very scary and it's very yeah. real. And, like, some some people, some in some situations, like, that experience changes the course of their life. They're just like, oh, and they start thinking. They start thinking about things a little bit more. If you live to, uh, mm -hmm. to die of old age, uh, <clears throat> typically if you're real old most of the people you know are dead so you're alone you know Dr. Bob he, he does this for a living he works in what they call hospice you know, so people are dying all the time and they tell him towards the end Bob I'm scared and he's jo his job is to make them feel better what 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 why are you afraid? What are you afraid of? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what this is going to be like. And I'm talking about somebody who's not writhing in pain. You know, everything's fine. Except that my body is so old. I've outlived everybody that I know. And maybe those who do know me are distant and they're just kind of waiting for me to die so that they can read my will, you see. And so what's what's in, in store for me? The unknown, the great unknown. You know, not very good. Whereas the devotee thinks, you know, I'm on to the next adventure. I don't know what's coming. But I know Krishna will be in my life. Will I go back to Godhead? Now, it's okay to think, I'm doing this to go back to Godhead. That's fine. You should feel like that. But I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell you that that will kind of dwindle in a while. When you get your service from your guru, then that becomes satisfying enough. And you say, I don't really need liberation. I have what I want. I have the bliss and I have... So, in other words, if, if at the time of death your guru says, I'd like you to go back, preach some more. Sir, yes, sir. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Nothing can be better than that. You see. Krishna says that to me. Krishna or guru? Or guru. Guru wouldn't say it unless Krishna is saying it too, unless it's Krishna's desire. Right, right. 
But you said at the time of death. Yeah, but he, the guru wouldn't say it if you're like, oh, but I don't want to. <laughs> 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 I don't want to go back. <laughs> please, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please. Where's Krishna? Is he over there? <laughs> you know. But I want to experience those Kalpabrikta trees. They'll give me anything you desire. You know? Yeah, and you're supposed to desire it for Krishna. Uh -huh. But if you want it for yourself, you ain't ready. you're not ready. <laughs> <laughs> isn't, isn't that kind of unusual? Because, like, maybe I have it, maybe I missed it, but is there any, in any scriptures that they talk about where a devotee is very advanced and eligible to go back home, back to Godhead, and his guru or Krishna say, no, no, you, I want you to preach here first. Well, it's a realization that the devotee gets to. It's like uh, during the month of Kartik, we sing this Damodarashtakam prayer. Yeah. And I think it's verse 4, where the, the devotee is saying, Krishna, I, know, I have no need of liberation. I, I don't have any need for this. All I want is to remember you and your childhood pastimes and, and therefore be engaged in your service. Wherever that may take place, I don't care, you see. So if Krishna transfers you to the spiritual world, then that's okay. If he keeps you here for, to serve him by gathering the fallen conditioned souls, that's okay. So... I was thinking, like, like say, like, um, when you see, like, Shri Prabhupada or Jesus Christ, they're, like, you know, like, say, like, uh, Krishna, like, in the spiritual world, they needed them to take a birth in the material world to help people mm -hmm. and to save the lives of all these, these souls. And so, like, they, they're like, okay, Krishna, I'll go down there, you know, yeah. and I'll take a birth just for you, you know, just for you so I can help all these people, it's like, it's a continuing yeah, great pleasure. service for Krishna. Yeah. With great pleasure. Yeah. Great pleasure and ecstasy. It means that you have to suffer birth, death, old age, and disease. you got to go through that again, but that is yeah. a big deal. Get in, in, involved in this service to Krishna, service to Guru and Krishna. The devotee doesn't really want any more than that. Uh, that may, may be difficult to understand. You, it's okay for you to think, well, I don't want to do that. I want to go. I want to go to the good place. You know, I want to get out of here. That's okay. That's fine. Just continue to, 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 to desire that. But you may get to the point someday when it, you don't have any need for it. You may feel like I don't want anything to change. You know, don't want a thing to change. So, uh, where was I? Man, it was 10, I think you're right. Maybe that's the realization we have to get to even be able to be qualified to go in. Yeah. You know, it's basically the, the old saying that 
But basically, your, your you know, liberation is... is it's like that, there's that devotee, do you remember Atul Govinda, the devotee in Chaitanya Charitamrita, or uh, Chaitanya, I'll give you anything. You can have any desire that you want, anything, liberation. And he said, I want to suffer the karma of the entire cosmic manifestation. I want to take a birth and suffer everybody's karma, so take everyone but me. I'll stay here and, and he was sincere you asked me if, 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 I, uh, if I that I, you told me I could have anything I want mm. then I want you to take all the living entities and give me their karma and I'll stay here wow. and I'll suffer it with great pleasure you know, I can deliver them and you yeah I can deliver them and you <laughs> wow so just because you're ready to stay here again doesn't mean that Krishna is going to make you stay here again. But it shouldn't, ultimately shouldn't matter. You know, what's the difference? It would be good to get to travel to some new and different places, learn some new customs, eat some different food. What, what about those, <laughs> isn't there, everybody has a unique relationship with, with God, um, whether they be a coward boy or a, or a gopi or a, a parental mood, how yeah. do they get to experience that if they don't go to the spiritual world? Well, they, it doesn't mean they never will. Oh, they maybe yeah. later, maybe they'll do one birth and then they'll... You've got to be prepared for that at some point. If you're going to be a guru, you make a pledge to guru to your guru and to Krishna that you will come back and get your disciples if they don't make it. So, you got to give up that, that thought that, hey, when I, when I die, I'm out of here. No, no, no. What if some disciple goes astray? You have to come back and save them. <laughs> and then while you're here, you're not going to just save one. <laughs> Preach to more people so you get involved with their karma and more disciples. They may not make it out, so we don't, you know, but... <clears throat> Will it ever work out? Doesn't just to be able to do the services, the sweetness, you know. Will I get back to yeah? Depend when Krishna says, "Okay, I want you to get back here now." Okay. I think at one time I was reading on the Thunderbots site, the Thunderbody site. Yeah. yeah, I was reading an article on there about this particular subject about. The idea that our our last desire is usually the desire to go back to Godhead. Once we surrender that and just serve, yeah, then that's the last surrender, and then you can just it's okay. Yeah, as long as I can serve Krishna, I want devotional service. That's the, that is the treat. There is it's not that there's a treat attached to that. If I do service, then I get the treat. No, service is the treat. And when we can perfect that consciousness, you can go anywhere. I, I think about Srila Prabhupada's poems, these things, Anjali Bhutta. Yeah. He's telling Krishna, make me dance, make me dance. Yeah. And it's like, because he's fully surrendered to Krishna's will. 
You know, like, so like your Lord Krishna, I have no idea why you've brought me here. He's on his way to America on a freighter. I have no idea what, why you've brought me to this material world. But if you've brought me here to dance, then make me dance, make me dance, make me dance. This is your drama. You're writing this, and I'm just your puppet. Pull the strings as you will. See, now that's the treat. And, and that's out of love. Why? Because I want to please you. The side effect of me pleasing Guru and Krishna is tremendous pleasure. But I don't do it. I can't do it for my pleasure. I get my pleasure, but I'm doing it to please them. There's, there's this thing that comes to mind that this, this desire for us to want to go back to Godhead is primarily self-centered still. Yeah. This idea that, that I want to go back home, it's really about what me. What motivates us? What motivates us in the beginning? I think I'll take this Hare Krishna, this chanting, because that's the best thing for me. Right. It's the right thing for me to do for me. Right. That's okay. That's okay. And, but that, Changes as time goes by. Well, that's a lot higher than the people who turn to God for material things. Right. At least you're turning to God for selfish spiritual reasons. Right. <laughs> you know, so there's all different levels. But the people who turn to God for stuff, they're pious. Yeah. Their future is at at worst the heavenly planets. Mm -hmm. They they take their punya, they go to the heavenly planets. When that's exhausted, they come back here. There's no loss. They have to come back here, and surely they will continue to be pious. Maybe not. Maybe they'll become demoniac and head the other way. We don't know, but they've got every opportunity. Piety worked. It gave me the heavenly planets that I'll continue piety. And from that, I may get out of the mode of goodness and get into pure goodness, which means I'm doing for Krishna, you see. So then it's that's transcends the three modes. So we don't want to stop at goodness. Goodness isn't enough. The devotee may manifest goodness, but he's in, situated in a mode of pure goodness. I'm doing to please Krishna, Guru and Krishna. That's my motivation. You see, that's the way he thinks. And so, um, so there's no karma attached to any action when you're doing it for Krishna. No good, no bad. And, and bad is, uh, good is just as bad as bad. When we're doing something for Krishna, like let's say me and the two, we're, obviously we're, we're realtors now. And, you know, we want to sell houses. Krishna, you know, everything we're doing is for Krishna. Hopefully. Aren't you going to put in a plug for your <laughs> <laughs> Call me at any time. Yeah. <laughs> Operators are standing by. <laughs> but um, does Krishna help? Does, does Krishna help us? Like, okay, does he like? Does he do something to help us attain that that success in that material endeavor or pursuit? Yes. If, if, if we're truly sincere about doing it for Krishna, right. 
Right. I mean, I, I've had the experience. Uh, I dropped out of the business arena and um, became management in this time, you know, and I was out of the scene for years and then started having children and thought, I need more money, so I need to go to work. So I went back into the workforce. So how's that going to look on your resume? What have you been doing for the last so many years? Well, I've been managing the Hare Krishna Temple and we've been driving this thing. <laughs> so I thought, I'm going to have to start with some low job, but I'm going to try to get some good job. And so I did, and I got it. It didn't make any sense. You know, I actually lied on my resume. And I, I, I know when they check this, they're going to, you know, they're going to find out. This guy, not only does he not have this experience, he lied. You know. So it's like, oh, I'm just rolling the dice. Well, they didn't check. They thought, you are a man. <laughs> so they put me in, gave me an opportunity, and I became very successful again. Second time. And I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have. I was, I was so far behind everyone else my age. You know, I shouldn't have. But Krishna decided, okay. So was it karma? I don't know. I don't. But maybe it was just Krishna being nice to me. You're my devotee. You're working um, to give money to the temple and take care of your family. Well, then here, here you go. Here's some more. Take some more. Isn't it Krishna's choice? Because like with Srila Prabhupada, when he was a, a, a pharmacist and he his business failed, you know, he was thinking in order to help Krishna, if I get material success, I can, uh, it will help, you know, preach. And Krishna had a different plan. <laughs> Krishna had another plan for him. Yeah. We're under his, yeah, we're under his control and care. But he may make us a success. He may. He may make you a success and then take it all away. Then he may get make you successful again and take it away again. And it's kind of like when he does it's like, okay, now what are you going to do? I just took away everything. He may get a success by not giving us success. Yeah. How will you react? I just gave you so much. And then I took it away. Now what are you going to do? How much do you love me? Do you want me more than the stuff I gave you? I just want to see. You're going to throw a tantrum and you're going to, okay, here, you can have it back. And then when I got laid off from that one dog, I felt more successful. I remember when you got that, when you got that, you were, you were in ecstasy. <laughs> now I can do service all the time. You know. you were telling me to give that down and I was trying to go to the other radio. Yeah. And I told you because I know you wanted to keep it. I knew you wanted to keep it. And I thought, okay, for now, that's good. You continue to work. But then your heart changed, and I think you developed the desire. I think I'd rather just be a devotee. So then Krishna said, okay, give me that job. <laughs> so it's a great blessing if Krishna annihilates you. 
financially. It's a great blessing. It's the sweetest. And you can tell when it's happening that this is him. He's just he's taking it all. Krishna says, you just want me and nothing else? Look around. There's nothing else. It's just me. Hmm. So I gave you that desire. You wanted me and nothing else? From the looks of what, are, what you have with you, I think there is nothing else but me now. So you wanted me, you got me. <laughs> so, and the devotee's feeling, he's not like, oh, I don't know, couldn't you have left some? <laughs> oh, Krishna. Who could want anything but you? Is that story of Prasad Maharaj relevant in this case? When Lord Narasimha Dev told him, told him that, okay, you asked for any benediction, but then he said, give me this benediction that I don't have any other desire except to right. serve you. Or... Yeah. Sometimes the devotee may say, my dear Lord, I want you to take away my free will. It gets me in trouble. You give me free will? Okay, here is my will. Take it away. Let my will be only to serve you. That, that's not controlling me, because I'm asking you, my heart, saying, take it away. Make it impossible for me to do anything else. We had a discussion, I wanted to see your, your take on it if you're correct, but you were coming to the realization that Vrindavan consciousness is more important than being in the physical or the the place Vrindavan, because we were talking about how like, some mm. people come to Vrindavan and they're not really Krishna, they might not be Krishna. Right. Really in the real Vrindavan internally. Yeah, yeah. Because we were talking about going to the spiritual world and how that really is more about we can have that Rasta within us, deep within us, experiencing uh, these deep Rastas of Krishna and not maybe physically be in the world of Vrindavan. Is that? No, you're exactly right. It's the Vrindavan consciousness that is Vrindavan. Because you can be in that zip code and not enjoy it at all. Or you can be so far away, but you're enjoying it. You know, sometimes when you get used to going to the Dom, my poor Vrindavan, you'll find yourself hankering feeling it. It's kind of like you, do, you don't ever really leave. You know, there's certain things that memory, that taste, and you'll just, you'll find yourself sinking, thinking, I want to only be there. I know it's hot, but maybe I should go back. I wonder if I could go back. Oh, it's so hot in Vrindavan right now, but Maybe I should go back. Why not? So it's suffering. It's going to be hot. Go to Mayapur. It's going to be hot and humid. But maybe I should. Why not? You know, you, you find that. So uh, it's a little after six. So maybe we should stop here. Huh? What do you think? We'll see you next week. Yeah, if you want. Yeah, we have okay? a lot of questions today. 
Yeah, it's just, <laughs> I, I think the value is is not just going through it. It's the the sharing. So if it's okay, then we'll do the rest of it next week. I mean, I don't care personally if it takes three weeks. I don't care. I'm, that's fine. We look, we look that's not, that's yeah. Not yeah, whatever, whatever time we need. Yeah. It's okay with me. <coughs> no imposition to me. Thank you. These conversations, I think, are really, really valuable. Yeah. Oh, they're sweet. Yeah. It's sweet to um, to share like this. Krishna Kata is the sweetest. Uh, our share our realizations, you know. This is soul contact. This is soul to soul. Which, if you notice, think back over the last <coughs> hour and a half or so. <coughs> In this room, has there been any presence of ego? Any lamenting? Any hankering? Sadness? You know? Why? Because we're swimming in Krishna Kata. In other words, <clears throat> you are in a liberated position. When you're doing this, you're in a liberated, you are in that liberated <clears throat> condition. So you may have to stop it to go do your job and do some things. Well, but after some time, <clears throat> it stays with you. You know, even though you do stop to go do some things, it stays with you. Are there any questions or further comments before we wrap it up? Michelle was at a realization of like being in the workplace and then wanting to be angry after Krishna consciousness. Yeah. And we feel that too. You know, we feel that when we when we can't directly experience Krishna consciousness, that there's more of a desire. Yeah, so then you have to <clears throat> you have to use your Krishna consciousness in your job. Well, Krishna, how should I deal with this person? You know. So that's that if you do like that, then your job becomes devotional service. All of your activity. I'm doing this for you, Krishna. Please direct me. What should I do here? How should I react? You know. How does your devotee, you notice Arjuna asked Krishna all these questions, you know. How does your devotee walk, talk, what does he eat? Now, Arjuna already knows the answers. I just want to hear you say it, you know. So, yeah, ask Krishna, please. What do you think? What is your opinion? What should I do? Please direct me. You know, I'm a soul surrendered to you. So, yeah, that's a perfect realization if you can think like that. The devotee actually does everything for Krishna. Cleaning your house. It's Krishna's house. I'm cleaning his house. Cooking. Cooking for Krishna. You know, uh, dealing with people. You're Krishna's representative. You're not going to act like a jerk, are you? No. Uh, you represent Krishna. 
If you rec represent Antigua real Realty and you're a jerk to everybody, pretty soon they're going to say, look, this guy has nothing to do with us. Right. So you have a responsibility. If you hand out that card, you got a responsibility to have a certain level of uh, quality in dealing with people. What to speak of being a representative of Guru and Krishna? What a responsibility. Now, I, I don't have the uh, luxury of flying off at the handle with somebody or hating. You know, who wants to hate, but who, you don't have that. You're, you're expected not to. Krishna would say, I expect better out of you. Right, it becomes tolerance, patience. If you're a Navy SEAL, they expect more, more performance. Yeah. You're not just a sailor. You're a Navy SEAL. You see, there's a certain, you have to behave in such a way to, for the image of that. So to be God's representative. And that should give you great pleasure to do that. If I can please my guru and Krishna, that's great. So if that means that I don't have the luxury of just uh, maybe being in a bad mood and just being mean to people. You know, I see people when I go to the store, they, they're bad-mouthing the clerks. Uh, last evening, I went to pick up some a prescription and I got some groceries at Fry's. And so there was this new girl. You know, we get in a line at the store you're always looking. Oh, I see one over there. And how much do they have in their box? And this is the one right here. There's only one guy, and he's only got like three things. And so I, I get there, and uh, I was kind of sitting there thinking, you know, about the 14th chapter. It's just, you know, and uh, then I noticed. Hey, this is moving kind of slowly because that guy that was over here, he's walking out now. And I got in the wrong line, darn it. And I looked up there and there's this poor girl and it's obviously her first day or second day. And people are giving her a bad mind. They ought to give you better training or at least be here with you when you're doing it. You know, after all, it's Friday night. I want to go party. They didn't say that, but they're thinking like that, you know. <laughs> and this girl was like, I'm so sorry, please forgive me. <laughs> and so uh, when I got up there, she said, oh, I'm so sorry, sir. Uh, this is my first day. And I said, hey, you're doing great. Huh? You're doing great. You're so nice and personable. And you know, you're not reacting to all this insults. And people are abusing you. And you're, you're just... Keeping your, your cool. I admire you for that. Really? <laughs> She's almost in tears. <laughs> so now I could have said, damn it. <laughs> I mean, what the heck? <laughs> Do you know who I am? <laughs> I'm a guru. <laughs> I know, I've got better things to do than watch you fumble around with everything. Right. You know, you don't know the codes on it, you gotta look everything up. You know. I could have done that. But I felt like, yeah, it's, it's okay. I said, 
you know, I'm not, in, I'm not in any hurry whatsoever. I don't let myself get in a hurry like that. It's okay. Mm. Thank you. This is very nice. So nice of you. <laughs> I was in the Safeway the other day, and there was one checkout person. So that's it. And there's a whole huge line going all the way. So I'm sitting there going, oh, really? <laughs> she lied. I'm here. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting all frustrated or anything else. Until a person in front of me, he just glanced around and looked at my shirt and says, how do you Krishna? And I'm looking up and I go, oh, yeah. And he says, he says, you know, I remember I saw these uh, people in California one time and they were singing that, you know, songs. He says, are you part of them? And, that, and we had a whole discussion in there. So, right out of my mood. Like I said, and then I thought later, wasn't that silly for me to think that way? Krishna was using you as his poster. <laughs> the guy chanted higher. And the guy was trying to say to me. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm just going to just And as a good representative, you represented Guru and Krishna nicely. And he walked away feeling good. And he might have even said to somebody. Yeah. Hey, guess what I meant at the store? What? A Hare Krishna. Yeah. He said it again. Yeah. And then the other guy says, A Hare Krishna? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, honey, he met a Hare Krishna at the store. And she says, A Hare Krishna? Same reaction. And then the child says, Daddy, what's a Hare Krishna? <laughs> <laughs> so you don't know. Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> just, all because you just shared. All because you All because you were there. I was there, yeah. I just you totally know. snapped my finger. I hope you had your shoulders shrugged. But after, you know, after yeah, a few minutes, <laughs> <laughs> it, the modes yeah. kind of make you. After a few minutes, yeah. the modes start to push you. Yeah. Yeah. It's taking so long. Yeah. You know, I tried to make sure I got the right 